Okay, ladies and gentlemen, good evening. So we resume. We were talking about the Yom Kippur War, and actually just mentioned uh, there are uh, some urban areas that are warlike, not actually literally warlike. They, they may uh, actually be bringing the military into places like Los Angeles and Washington, D.C., uh, let alone Minneapolis. So it really military. So, you know, beyond the COVID uh, and everything else in this world, we have a little bit more uh, insanity to, uh, you know, Baruch Hashem here, relatively, it's quiet, but there are plenty of Orthodox Jews that are, are plenty of Jews that are seeing real violence. Uh, you know, I, my mother-in-law had a vart, my, my wife's first cousin's son, Baruch Hashem, uh, got engaged uh, and had a vart in Flatbush, and it was near Flatbush Avenue, there was things, it's Flatbush Avenue is right next to the Jewish community, and my mother was quite concerned to go to that vort uh, yes, uh, Sunday, so yesterday. So uh, in Los Angeles, um, you know, there, Georgetown is a, the, the, is a Jewish area in Washington, D.C. It's not, it's not Jewish, but there's, that's where the Jews live. You know, there are plenty of Jews uh, seeing plenty of violence. So that should be our concern as well. Um, and not on the general, you know, the merits of obviously protesting the injustices as far as the terrible thugs and hooligans who are destroying innocent people's property and even murdering people as well. Um, so, you know, a double thing for Metachan, and I think really it, it touches what we, had, we discussed at the end of last week, um, that Rav Freelander, and he's, it's amazing, we reading this, he gave this real time in 1973 at the end of the war, uh, although the war would technically go on for many weeks because even though there was a peace treaty that didn't disband for many, many weeks, so the Third Army of Egypt was, you know, the, the, uh, was surrounded, the Israeli troops were in Syria for weeks until everyone pulled back and the troops were let go. It was, they had all kinds of prisoners of war because when the 73 war started, when the Kippur war started, again, Israel was taught, ca- caught completely off guard. Uh, and hundreds, Rahman hundreds of soldiers were taken prisoner, POWs, in uh, uh, the Egyptian border, especially, they caught hundreds of Israeli soldiers. They, 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 they tortured them to an extent. They, they psychologically and emotionally and physically uh, abused the, these soldiers. Well, Israel was not going to pull back and let the Third Egyptian Army, nor they were pulling back in Syria. Also had POWs. So even though the war would end, uh, they would be there for a long time, mostly because that they for, to get make sure all prisoners were freed and stuff like that. So it actually went on, I think, through Hanukkah, I think they were still there um, in their battle, like, at, at, you know, by the battle. So it was several months after um, the treaty to end, the, or actually the forced treaty by the United States and Russia forced the end of the, of the Yom Kippur War. Just as Israel was actually uh, dominating uh, the war, they actually forced the war to end. And this is still a few days before any of that would ha- happen. Uh, but Rav Freelander pointed out that the, one of the terrible things that you can do is, you know, look at who's winning the war, pre- make all kinds of predictions, and say, oh, the, the Egyptian forces are here, the Syrian forces are here, Israel's here, I, I, I'm looking at what Russia's doing, the United States is doing. Like, literally, like, like we know all the game plan, and there's no Akash Barakal, there's no Hashem in the, in the picture. So, that he said it borders on kfira, on heresy. Like, like it's all up to our strategies and our plans and what we 
what we do. And he said, you should stay away from these kind of conversations and reading papers and commentary. Again, I don't think he's against, certainly not against knowing the news, that for sure one has to do. Uh, but it's more the commentary and the analysis that typically uh, is borderline heresy. It's all what man, uh, you know, again, this is a high level, uh, high level. And then he says the final thing for Bene Torah, for Bene Torah, he says, what's the Tzviyah HaIkor? So this is how we ended off last week. It's, I'm going to actually read it because in my copy, I don't remember when I learned this. I learned this many, it must be, I, I would say, almost 17 years ago. Uh, I had seen this. So I haven't seen this for a long time, but I underlined it actually. You can see the underlines? <laughs> it was underlined 17 years ago. That's when I looked at this. Um, so, Bavada Iker Hatsviya, the main Hatsviya, uh, the main thing that Hoshem holds us accountable. B'nai Torah, the B'nai Torah, because again, he was speaking to the Panavich Yeshiva, which was a top Yeshiva in Israel. Shenizra Lebli never as Hamabet HaKoylo. We should not lose perspective. We need to know everything from Akash Baruch We need to know that although, of course, Hashem put certain leaders and certain generals and certain people into power at certain time for a reason, and those things are pretty big indicators of potential wins or losses. Um, Nothing set in stone, and everything is up to Akadosh Baruch Hu. We need to give that perspective. Luma Zoy said, Tfiyah, Mahaman Ha'am, the masses really should be Latlis, or Lachazik Hamuna, that they should, the whole nation should be having a Schazik Vimunosh, that everything comes from Hashem. It's Mazeris, it's actually lacking. Why is it lacking? Why in the world does everyone check Channel 10, check Channel 20, Channel 2, Idiot Achronot, they didn't have your Sohayom, but today they have your Sohayom. Uh, Ma'ariv and all the other newspapers and for the Americans, Jerusalem Post, you know, the secular Americans. So why is that the end all and be all? Because they are they don't have the context, the background to the state of together, they're um, and as I said last week that the main Tivia are people who should know better, right? Who could understand more. You always expect more from an adult than a little baby. Uh, and there are Jews whose conception of Yiddishkeit, of Judaism, due to lack of opportunity, lack of knowledge, is that of a, of a baby who's stolen at youth. They have no connection to Torah and Torah perspectives. But we, and I, I'm speaking to a very hush of a crowd, uh, certainly the expectation is that we keep our perspectives today. Uh, when you're reading about COVID or about riots or about political campaigns, as I mentioned last time, people po- predicting political campaigns, like, like, it's funny, it's actually sad. You know, I said last time, like, I can't, I was so annoyed last time. I read some prediction of politics about five months in advance, who's going to win the political election and what the chances are. I'm like, these guys are such dummies. Five months ago, did you know what's going to happen with COVID? So when I said this last week, there were no riots. I mean, look in one week. One, in one week, the whole, the whole America has changed, right? And now then the conversation is in COVID. It's, it's these, 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 the, the systematic issues of racism in certain, in certain segments and vandalism and thugs and destruction and not appreciating the police. And that's what it's going to end up being. It's not just the police brutality, which is small. It's people attacking the police, attacking, saying kill white people, people riding on Beverly Hills, coming for the Jews. You know, that, that resonates really well with the, the average American 
Uh, I'm sure it's going to change the election very much in one direction as of today. But it could change, <laughs> right? That's the whole point. I mean, who in the what a stupid person says they know it's almost over this way or that way, right? Like you know what's going to be. So you know we know that Hakadosh in one second everything in the world can change, and it's not particularly by big things and things that affect Klal Yisrael, especially Hashkacha, especially the divine providence, and to know that everything comes from Hashem. And by the, by us in particular, uh, Torah Jews have to not lose our focus uh, when reading the news, hearing the news, talking about things that happen. And I'm just let's say very briefly, I've t- tuned into the pre Shir or Tehillim for people I totally have utmost respect and predictions of when we're going to come in Shul, when we're not going to come in Shul, for sure this way, for sure that way. How in the world do you know? Nobody knows. And now I can say, assume that Baruch Hashem, it looks like by Friday, this Friday, you know, that's what certainly appears, uh, as is Hashem will be in Shul. But like, like people, like, you know, like, and, and I saw, I read a news article, I saw this, well-meaning, uh, we're all well-meaning, but like the, 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 what our goal really needs to be is, you know, of course, to take uh, knowledge, not commentary or analysis, which is so biased, so terrible. Uh, you know, all you have to do, with, by the way, is think how, how these people uh, pr- talk about Israel, religious Jews. At almost any time I see uh, a religious Jew article, like a description, I want to throw up. Because it's so false. It's so inaccurate. I, do you know how people forward to me stuff from this? Obviously, I didn't see it. This movie, Unorthodox, about articles, and I'm reading this, and I'm not a Hasidic, sorry, I'm not Samer, but I'm like, they have no idea what they're talking about. And they, like, they write these articles, they just have no clue what they're talking about. And whenever I, almost ever I read in the liberal press an article about Israel, I think to myself, or they take a picture of Bibi Netanyahu, if they ever pick a picture of Bibi Netanyahu, it's always from stern look, like, like a face like this, like weird. Like they pick the worst pictures on purpose. They're biased beyond belief. Uh, and some of them are Jews who are self-loathing. They may not know better, but they're self-loathing Jews. <laughs> Mamish, some of them are our worst enemies. Some of these Jews are our best friends, but there's some of them are our worst enemies. People like Peter Bernard, these people are our worst enemies. People who can badmouth the Jewish people, badmouth Israel. Uh, and they're so, their own insecurities are so profound that they can't even see the world clearly. Um, but that, that, that's something I can see and you can see because we know what Israel is. We know what Orthodox is. We all know that. And we know that politics on both sides of the aisle, they're biased, Jay Kamohu. But it affects us. It really, really does. And you can sometimes look at the Jewish paper um, and see, again, like there's no mention of Hashem. It's like crazy. It's crazy. It's, there's no mention. Like, you read an article in a fine Jewish paper, which two pages away you have a Tavar Torah, and the analysis or the, the prediction is they don't say Hashem. You know, again, it, you want to say you can't report news. You know, there could be analysis and say, but, you know, there is Hashem in the world. And that's really the, the fact is, who a week ago, when I, I think, was it last, last Wednesday night, none of us would have said this week there would be uh, the, the you know the Lincoln Memorial would be vandalized you know play, you know Philadelphia we'd have a curfew in San Jose but Hashem's not so bad here there's a curfew out here like you know how would have thought of this right. you know and so it's important for all of us and how does this connect so Rafinal that's the fine the Tkuva Zoo and this time we have to 
repeat and, and learn over, this is actually one of the most important Rambans, Nachmanides, on Chomesh, it's so parashas bo. I have mentioned it over the years uh, in my drushes, but it's really one of the fundamental, if you look at the Ramban Nachmanides, who is the Gadol, the Gadol Hador um, in the mid-12th century. Uh, so the Ramban says the following thing, but Kufa Zu, Alenu, by the way, the Ramban, just, you should, just to repeat how great he was, he did things which, you know, very rare. He had one of the most important commentaries on Chumash. He has uh, one of the most important uh, perushim on Shas, on Talmud. He has, uh, was a Bucky in Kabbalah, in Halacha. Very, most Rishonim are not that, but Rashi, you know, is obviously the most prolific and most important Rishonim after the Rambam. If I had to rank that Rishonim, not that I'm even worthy to say, but if I had to my small level, I would put him, you know, tied for third with Rabbein Otam. I mean, Ramban was one of the Gedele one of the greatest people in the entire uh, Middle Ages uh, of all the Rishonim. And, and the Ramban says, this is like his most, probably the most famous Ramban. So this is a super important Ramban on uh, uh, the end of Parshish, both talking after the Exodus, after Yitzhia Svetzram. Zak the Ramban, expounds the Ramban. Kasher Yirtzalokim be'edaz He's, 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 this is like a shorthand, clifthand uh, quote from this Ramban. Uh, when there is a miracle, an open miracle, not a, not a hidden miracle, a little bit an open miracle in the world. What is the point? Why would God make open miracles? It's a There is a God, there is a Rabbi Yisham who is Mishadish, who renews the world. All of nature could be changed. I, Akarish Baruch Hu, created a world where nature, Teva, was Elohim. There is, in the, in the unity of nature, there is there's a name of God that's also, it hides God, and God allows nature to function. There are times where the laws of nature are broken. And when you now you see this, you know that there's a God who's only letting nature go, and He is ruling nature. That's the point of our open miracle. But the sky means a call Kula, and that empowers call Kula. Where did this conversation with? Oh, yes. No, time with them. I had it last week. I don't remember where. I think somebody stopped me on my walk and asked me about divine providence. Goyim, not Jews. And I was talking about the difference of biblical, Deuteronomy, and Exodus, and I think it was maybe Raka's neighbors. I remember. But anyways, it was open miracles, right? The, the Torah is given in open miracles. The revelation is given in a way of open... Yeah, it was at Raka's neighbors because they stopped me on Shavuos. These guys had heard, these bikers, uh, they had heard on Michael Savage. <laughs> these, guy, these three guyish guys, so, such guyim, nice guys, they're telling me they heard Michael Savage talk about this holiday of Shavuos. They want to know about Shavuos. Right? They, because of Michael Savage, this radio show, they heard about Shavuos, and they wanted to know about Shavuos. That was, that was my conversation, right? But really, for us, the fact that Ramban's pointing out that the open miracle, because I, when I mentioned to them, this is important, I said it's not just the importance, Shavuos is not just the importance of the Ten Commandments and the, the Bible, it's also how they were given. Right? When we, when we celebrated Shavuos over this past uh, Friday and Shabbos, it was Nishnar, not just that we got the Torah, it's how we got the Torah. The Torah was given in a way, a miraculous way. I mean, that is, it's not just 
that the Torah, Torah was given to us. It's how Kadosh Baruch Hu gave it. And that is the Skyrim Torah Kula. These open miracles, which every single Jew saw, not like I told these guys, like uh, some miracle in the Christian Bible where 5,000 unnamed people may have supposedly saw it with no eyewitnesses and people writing it never saw it. Like, this is an open miracle. This is, you cannot make up open miracles. Uh, I Hashem not going to do open miracles in every generation. For every Russia and Kaifer, for every wicked person, they're not to see miracles. That's a very big discussion. Why Hashem wouldn't do in general? Very rarely does he deal with it for a Russia and Kaifer. That's why, for example, by Pesach, we have Echilas Chametz, right? Eating Chametz on Pesach, if you have a beer on Pesach, if you eat a piece of bread on Pesach, you are Chayev Karas. It is the most serious punishment, and the reason is, is because Akash Baruch Hu wanted us to remember publicly that open miracle of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of leaving itch of but also because the, the Ramban's going not by Mount Tara, it's going by Bo, by Yitzhak Remember miracles and Yitzhak Mitzrayim, this is not the main point of the Ramban for us right now, right? And all of this is, why is it important to remember this? In all generations, Aidus for most of them. You know that there are miracles, there are open miracles and hidden miracles. And you should never, ever say anything or think anything which is connected, which is against the belief in a God who is involved in the world to every moment of the world. Now, he doesn't quote this part of the Mother but actually says to believe in hidden miracles is even a bigger miracle. To see Hashem in the news, in the history, in the books, as, as real time. That's the greatest emuna of the Jew. That's the greatest recognition of miracles. Uh, the kavanah is kol uh, The kavanah, the purpose of all of mitzvahs, the Ramban said. The Ramban! The Ramban, if you, had, if, you, if you had a quiz, if you have a test, I, I teach 12th, 11th and 12th grade uh, Jewish history. If I would ask them, their final for the 12th grade is tomorrow, if I would ask the, them, uh, what is the purpose of all mitzvahs? They didn't learn this in that class, but if I would ask them, there'd be one answer according to Ramban. The purpose of all mitzvahs is to believe in Hashem and to know He is our Creator and, the, and He runs the world. That is a point not only of all the mitzvahs, the point of all creation. The point of all of creation is to know there is a Kaddish Baruch Hu who runs the world. Mitzvahs allows us, mitzvahs is tzavsa, it connects us to Hashem and makes us constantly aware of Hashem. But if you have to ask, you know, question... What is the point of all mitzvahs? Now, that, it's not, in fairness, it's not the only point. Of course, mitzvahs connects us to Hashem. We should have to Hashem. It connects us to Hashem um, to give us reward. There's other, or other, but if the, the Ramban's point is, is you may, you can say the vekas reward, but the, 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 if you had to define it, to simulate it to one thing, uh, uh, it, it, the, the main point uh, 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 you know, to distill it to one point. The main point is that is to know Hashem and to believe in Hashem and to see Hashem. And you can therefore say that's how you're connected to Hashem and that's why you're rewarded. But that is the ikr of all mitzvahs and that is the greatest obligation, Ramban says, of all Jews. Actually, Ramban's language is beautiful. Uh, we do have Hebrew-English Rambans 
uh, in the shul. Everyone, everyone wants to see this. The last, I, really, every yeshiva bachar has to study this. Every every person in Amachad should know this. Uh, it's the last Ramban in Parshas Bo, arguably the most important Ramban on Chumash, um, and, you know, in a super poor Ramban. Of all, said the, the Freelander. That was a quote for the Ramban. But the Reino Ashaf or Kadosh Baruch Hu is matzav. And Hashem sauce Haruchani Hayarer v'Chulash Hashem. I said, we're in a tremendously weak level. Shekal Shalisma Kol Kolish and it's all about Karbi Kriam Munim Mikoch Hakabola Hamasur Biyadeinu Mavasina Nisma Kedolim Shnas Bavar Lechen. He says this amazing thing. The Rafilina says today, you know, for hundreds of years, Jews didn't see really the divine providence as profoundly. The world, if you're in the Middle Ages or in the Renaissance era uh, of Judaism, or even in the 18th century, you know, 19th century, there were certainly uh, upheavals and things, but it was not these like drastic, you know, all of the Israel, all of this is endangered at one time. You know, he says there's all kinds of miracles, mamish miracles. The Six Day War was a miracle. You know, uh, the 48-day war was a miracle. The 73 war was a miracle. The revival of yeshivas after the Holocaust right, is nothing less than miraculous. If you would be a betting man, actually, I'm packing my books, uh, and my, my secular books, I have a whole, you know, bathroom library, uh, and I saw just today, I, had, I remember when I read this book, but I did read this book, Marshall Sklar on conservative Judaism. Ah, conservative. You remember conservative Judaism? It's about to become reform, Rahman They're Everywhere they're talking about merging conservative reform. But Marshall Sklar wrote this book in the heyday of conservative. conservative and like in, in the, the original one was so arrogant about conservative Judaism being the blah, 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 blah. And he has like an addendum at the end of the book, which is like 20 years later, about the resurgence of orthodoxy. And a lot of his things may not be as applicable today, you know. Um, you know, I mean, who would have thought in the 1950s or 60s when there were when, when orthodoxy was shaking, conservative was dominant, that not only would the tide change, it, whatever conservative was, was as, as I once said in a, in a lecture somewhere, uh, it was a Ponzi scheme. It was never real. It was always a Ponzi scheme. It was always built on fake premises. But the, the people who wrote the books, they would have to call, eat, eat it. These people, Charles Liebman, if I don't ever Charles Liebman's things, Market Marshall Sklar, these people, I, mean, I, I hadn't seen this book, I don't remember where I read it, it must have been 10, 12 years ago. Uh, it's a yellow book called Conservative, it's decades, mamish decades old. Um, no one had ever thought that yeshivas, that they have a liquid yeshiva with 8,000 people, mere yeshiva with 9,000 people, you have Hasidic courts with tens of thousands, I mean, they were decimated after the Holocaust, and there were a bunch of old people Right, bunch of those, like you know, you know, there are a bunch of old people. I, I once read, you know, Thomas Freeman. Again, this book is a really dated book. He wrote a book called From Beirut to Jerusalem. Uh, this is, it has to be the book is must be thirty plus years old. I remember when I was a kid, uh, and I was like, I, when I was a kid, I was like a teenager. I was a kid, like probably ten, twelve, whatever it was. So. Uh, and I remember, you know, he, he describes Israel, and Thomas Friedman, I don't look at as any friend of the Jews or Israel, uh, but he's been a New York Times reporter for decades. Um, and he lived, he was a Jerusalem reporter for many years, and he describes his interaction with Rabbi Mendel Weinbach, who was the 
the Rosh Hashiva, the founding Rosh Hashiva, and the Rosh Hashiva of Ur Samech in Jerusalem for about 30 plus years. And he said the following thing, I thought it was a great line. He said, he said, this Rabbi Mendel Weimach, he sells orthodoxy like, it's like a Wall Street salesman, like, you know, has a suit, and he's able to present orthodoxy, because it's a Kirabishim or Samech, to even people like himself. By the way, Thomas Freeman's sister, FYI, lives in Miami Beach, where I grew up, is a, is a practicing Chabad Jew. She's an Orthodox Jew with many kids in Miami Beach, Florida. She's totally from uh, his sister. But Thomas Freeman is totally not. And in his book, he says the following thing. I, thought was, I remember this from 30 plus years ago. He said, in the early years of the state of Israel, the young Chilonim would take their children to Meisharim and Benebrak to see the last of the Mohawkins. There's older, most of the Orthodox Jews were older, bearded, white beards, men, and say, look at these people today, because they won't be here t- too much longer. And by the way, Ben-Gurion, some of the things he did in the beginning of the state, because he said that Ben-Gurion, Ben-Gurion believed that, that they, they will die out. He said, but what they didn't realize is these few older men, they also had a few kids, and they were taking up the television, look at these secular Jews now, because soon we will take them over. Right? They thought, right? I'm not saying it's, I'm saying it's miraculous, right? It's poshant miraculous that we live in this world. To, and Rafila says, why do we see this? If we open our eyes, why is this? Why are these like huge swings? You know, the 48 word miraculous. Mamish miraculous. 67 mamish. 73 mamish miraculous, right? The, the resurgence of Torah and mitzvahs everywhere are, are you know, are, are, are miraculous. Everything looks like it's going one way, and it, it switches. And, and, and by the way, the Holocaust also is literally anyone who reads any book on how the Holocaust happened, it's miraculous. It, it, it just does not make sense how all of these things happened to empower Hitler and the Nazis, and obviously that was for a terrible thing. Um, uh, you know, and we still suffer the consequences, but it, it but uh, I don't think, I know how you cannot see Hashem uh, doing it. It's just so surreal. The whole story of the Holocaust is just so surreal. Not just the evilness, how everything happened to lead up to it. You know, and why the Jews and how the Jews and which Jews and, you know, and obviously that was probably the greatest, one of the two or three greatest tragedies in the history of the world. Uh, but it's still, it, it's in the past years, this tremendous uh, uh, amount of then be sure, whether it's the salvations, whether it's the, the tragedies, and, and it's all for a good cause. Hashem, uh, uh, why is Hashem doing all this? He said, because this is how we need Amuna today. These grand schemes. I don't think about ourselves, by the way. You know, uh, you know, uh, we mentioned many weeks ago. It's, it's ten weeks, ten weeks plus a little bit by now um, about COVID. You know, I said. Uh, then, and I'll reiterate now, it really is an opportunity to strengthen our faith. I, myself, I consider myself a religious Jew, and a pretty serious one to some level. I have found that I have thought about Hashem much more. I've found that my tefillah is much more, um, uh, you know, profound, and I'm thinking about Hashem, or I'm working on my tefillah more in general. But I also found that I'm thinking about Hashem more when I'm praying. Um, and I don't know if any 
had life gone as smoothly as I would be able to jump as much. I mean, I, I just can't not see Hashem. By the way, this class, for the, and having to say this class, somehow helped me keep my own perspective uh, for the times I've been doing it, and, and that, that Hashem runs the world. So, so, you know, it's nice, people like to say, I, I, I'm sure some of you were thinking, well, I said the Six-Day War, said the Three War, well, it's really Hashem miracles, but we say the Holocaust, it's like a little bit, I know this because I've had these conversations with people, people like pull back, no, that can't, Hashem, uh, you know, you know, when things are grand and smooth and pleasurable, oh, Hashem. People don't want Hashem to be involved in the bad things. You know, Hashem, Hashem is not capable uh, of doing that. And of course, that's that's uh, it, it partially comes from a good thing, but it's certainly a wrong thing because it comes from a, a, a belief that we know what's really best. And the truth is... Uh, the, the, in the totality of everything, we really do not. And even the Kshayim Vamachavim, the biggest challenges, difficulties, pain, is also Mirach Mehashem For whatever reason, for the individuals who terribly, terribly suffer, in the fraternity, they have their own. It was for Rach Mehashem for those individuals. And, and, I, and I say that again. I, and I only say this because I don't want anything to ever think, I, I think it's slightly. Uh, my own immediate family, my two great-grandfathers I'm named for, uh, would have been my aunt and uncle, uh, though they, you know, uh, and my, my, all of my great-grandparents, uh, great-uncles, great-aunts, etc., all murdered, murdered. Um, you know, they, Hashem, and only, and I, I don't pretend to have any uh, hotline to know why, who, and what, but Hashem, everyone had a reason and it was for their best, for reasons I, you know, whether it's Gilgulim, whether it's fraternity, whatever it may be, whether it's for the schosim of their ants, for the for the descendants, uh, but not just for them, for the world, for Klal for the Jewish people. That's a little bit even easier to see, because there's no question there would be no Israel for it would be the Holocaust that would not have happened. Uh, and uh, many of the yeshivas and rebuilding I just mentioned, arguably that there was a lot of decay. And would not have happened as like exactly the same way as well. So it's impossible, you know. But the point is, it's all from Hashem. Kfisha Amamori Virabi, as the the Panovich of Rabbi Freelander was the Mashkiach of Panovich. First, he was a student, one of the first students of Panovich, and a student of Dessler. And then he became took over of Dessler's spot after Pchatz Levin. He said this. The Panovich Rav said in the name of his Rabbi, uh, the Chavetz Chaim, the Panovich Rav. Oh, learned by the Chavetz Chaim's Kachim Kolo. The Panavach Rav said, the Chavetz Chaim used to say, this is an amazing line, Shlech nit zogin, better meg men, but bitter meg men zogin. Right, it's like a whole line. If you don't know Yiddish, Shlecht tarnamit nit zogin, bitter meg men zogin. So you can't say anything is bad. You don't know what bad is. Bad you don't say. Bitter. Bitter. Somebody dies. That's terrible. It's awful. It's bitter in the sense of... The, but is it bad? Do we know what really good is? You know, um, I'm not saying to console people this way. <laughs> somebody, somebody, God forbid, has a loss and you console them like it's bad. Uh, but when they're ready to hear the reality, it's everything Hashem does is good. You know, again, we wish people a, a sweet new year. All right. Shana should be good and sweet. The good Hashem only gives good. 
But the sweet, sweet means you can see the good, you can feel the good, you can enjoy the good. Uh, you could say it's bitter. There are things that are bitter, but ultimately, is it bad? Right? Ultimately, is it, no, it's not, nothing's bad from Hashem. Uh, now, you could make it bad. The deck of cards are given may not be bad, but you can choose out of anger, out of kfirah, out of denial, out of wrong choices to make it bad. But what Hashem gives us is good. In the old days, today might the, the vitamins you have everything is sweetened to, to death. Sugar and candy, it's like, you know, for the vitamins. Once upon a time you had medicine, they didn't have cherry flavor or grape flavor, they had bitter medicine, right? Disgusting, bitter medicine. Um, and if you give it to a kid, this is gross, Bleh! start gagging. Today, there's no shot today because everything's sweet. Uh, but once, but if you really need to force the kid to have it, and the kid thinks it's terrible, the older person knows this is good for the kid. This penicillin, this antibiotic, this medicine, this could save the kid's life. This is exactly what he needs. person has a terrible thing, it gets a root canal. Root canal, I've never had that, but from right here, it's extraordinarily painful. You know what happens? You don't get a root canal. You know it could damage. You can do it to yourself, the, uh, 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 to your to your teeth, to your whole body. It's sure good. Even pay a good price for for certain antibiotics and things. Just a minute, right? If you understand, if you appreciate it, um, you, you you don't see the you only you only can feel the word. Anything, any challenge, any difficulty that, that we have. It's only there so in order that we should uh, benefit it for our benefit thing. So the Ramban, he quotes the Ramban. He continues what the Ramban says. Ramban And from the greatest miracles, actually I mentioned this in passing, for Samim Odom, that a person is mighty For the greatest miracles that we're able to see Hashem, not just in the 73 war, or the six day war, or in COVID. But as we walk across the street, right, when we make our decisions, you know, the places we go and we come, not just if you're almost hit by a car, but on the way here, I was stopped by a Nick, the police officer, as I mentioned in the pre-thing. For a reason, I had to speak to Nick. Maybe I give him an idea that he's going to share with somebody. I have no idea. But I was supposed to speak to Nick, right? I walked home, I walked out exactly to see Nick. I saw Nick and I saw another neighbor as well. Right? And those who were on the share tonight had to hear every word. And some people usually come around and on here, maybe they'll, and they may hear it tomorrow. But the, right, and they assuming they made a good choice, and they were supposed to hear it tomorrow. If they didn't, if they didn't, they're missing out tonight. I'm not going to tell you, right? You know that if we choose incorrectly, but we based on our choice, Hashem will give us everything. Is it who we meet, what we do, how we have everything in this world? Shaila listen to the Lashon Ramban of Nachmanis. The, a person has no chelik b'tayrus moshe. It's a stark word. It's a strong word. You have no portion in the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu, achenamim b'chol devarenu to know to, to believe in all the, wor- the, the words umikarenu and all the things that happen to the Jewish people are everything that happens to Klal Yisrael. Every place we go, everything that happens to us, it's nisim. It's all miracles. All miracles. Ein b'hanteva. It's not such a as nature. I mean, right? Whether it's the masses, whether it's the masses, the Jewish people, whether it's you or I, 
If you pray and I pray, there's no laws of nature. A mazal Yisrael. There's no mazal to Jewish people. You are in prayer, you give tzedakah, that could be the, ch- the, change, the, ch- the biggest change in the world. Right? You want to get married, you have children, whatever it may be. There's nothing's locked. Now, if you have a, a pre-existing condition, then then barring a miracle, you're not, you know, uh, if a person has full-fledged diabetes, then derech, and that's not what he's talking about. He's saying that with with, with the, the 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 realities of the decisions we make and the thing, there's no teva, there's no nature, right? Again, if I pray tomorrow to be six foot five, I don't want to do that, but I'm not going to be six foot five. I, I you know I can pray a hundred years. I'm not going to be a hundred years. Who knows what they'll defend the next 50, fifty years? Maybe they'll But on a serious note, you know that's not going to happen. I mean, you could pray maybe to, that they should invent something if you want to really be six or five. Happy with my height, but you know, it, it, but real prayer as far as things that, that of changes, anything is possible. And people think they're locked. People claw yourselves locked. There's no such rules by the Jewish people. No such realities of the Jewish people. Everything's miracles from Hashem, right? And if you don't believe that, you have no portion of Torah. You're not a believer. Believe you're stuck. But this is the reality. Everything comes from the Gezeris Hashem. You know, we say it in Davening, we did it, it's just and tell him, and we say it in Davening, open your mouth and I'll fill you. By, it's, by spirituality, literally by spirituality, there is no limit. The, a person through their deeds, through their mitzvahs, through their tefillah in particular, could change themselves and the world completely. Right? As in, in the physical world, there, there are more limitations, you need more schusim. Uh, or, or certain things can't change in the spiritual world all is possible my Bobby my grandmother uh, not only did she tell me Baruch Hashem you know, thank God for every day her other line that she always told me is that her father my namesake Menachem Mendel Ross, Ross who was a chassid in Europe used to always say you can never be too from <laughs> you, know, you can never be too from that she, of course she blasted me for being too from but her father would tell her you can never be too from uh, so uh, I said I follow my I follow your father Menach my namesake uh, but uh, there was, as a young teenager at the time so she, uh, but it's true you can never be too from which I mean, of course you can be too from it with, with if you're blind if you have blinders on or if you're making dumb decisions but religious spiritual you can never be too spiritual you can never learn too much Torah if you're doing it correctly of course you have obligations familial mitzvahs uh, to make a living but, but the point is is that Ruchnes do you want to be the biggest Tamachacham Pray Tashem you want to be kind, you want to be happy, you, you cannot change the world. You can change yourself. There are no limitations. Now, if you want to be, pray to be a billionaire, there may be a shkacha not to be a billionaire. It may not be your, it may not be your mazel. That's not necessarily you can change. But in spirituality, you could be a spiritual, I can be a spiritual giant. I need this lesson for myself. And it comes from there's no nature. And the things that we see happening, it's only when Everything comes from Hashem. Everything is coming from Hashem. Right? This, you know, police guy kills. Why was he the police guy who killed? Was there? Why did this George Floyd, you know, give a twenty-hour fake bill? And this bozo Russia of a policeman was there at the time. And this, you know, there's a million occurrences. And the news, you know, this is all from Hashem and COVID. I, I, we said a week ago, we think it's a bunch of bats. <laughs> it's a bunch of bats. 
yeah, maybe his bat says the, 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 medium, the medium to change the world. It's possible. Maybe they're in a lab. Maybe they're in the Wuhan mar- meat market. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, but I, I do know it comes from Hashem. Right? The bats are just the stick. Who's hitting the stick? Is a Kaddish Baruch And if everything is from Hashem, then everything could be changed. Because um, that's where the answer is. And if we, but if we look at everything that's coming from nature, uh, you know, the, the desire of Hashem is always with me, it's public or not, or not. That's what the Talmud says is, is in Adam Naikiv et Spoil, we're almost done. A person doesn't prick himself, does not prick himself. Milmata, not even one prick. If you, if you drop your pen, that doesn't happen unless it's Goizer Allah Milmaila, Machriz Allah Mab. It was decreed up above that you're supposed to prick your finger, drop your pen. You know, sneeze, whatever it may be. Starker words, strong words. Person who does not believe this. Everything that happens, and by the way, not just the COVID. If you get an annoying email from somebody, right? Somebody gives you an annoying email. If somebody takes their dog and they make on your yard, you know, uh, you know, some inconsiderate person. Let's their dog loose and does not clean up after their, their dog. If you, some, you mailed something in the post office and it didn't get there because it's, of course, to the extent we can hold individuals accountable within reason, we should do that. They're, they're the shluchim. But everything comes from Hashem. No one can do anything to us but from Hashem. Nothing. No, nobody. Nothing uh, but Hashem. So you think there's a ah, You think it's Mark or Maria or, or Jan at the office, or or whatever Naran at the office, or your neighbor, or the guy who hits you with a car because he's texting. If he wouldn't be texting, he would never hit me. No, if he wouldn't be texting, someone else would be the one texting and hitting you, right? You were, if your car gets hit, you were supposed to get hit. It's not because this guy was texting in his car you hit because this guy is texting in his heart car. He's a Russia because he endangered your life and he got punished for that. Right? Because if you're driving a car, it's a responsibility. You can kill people. So you chose to text. You will be the shliach to do this damage. But the person who got hit, he was supposed to get hit. He was supposed to get hit. It would not have happened. You think because this guy's texting, that's why you got hit? You know, they, they say in the guy's show, the wrong person at the wrong, the wrong place at the wrong time. Why are you, why? The wrong place at the wrong time. And if you don't believe that, again, the Ramban says, it's not me. I'm just reading the words. You have no portion. Now, it doesn't mean that you have no portion. Maybe it's if you, if, you, if you are a serial offender, you're missing Yiddishkeit. You know, it's not the same Judaism. If you don't see Hashem in the news, you don't feel Hashem. Again, as Rafilin says, for Jews who have no context of Yiddishkeit, they, 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 they are children lost, but for you and I and for Torah Jews, this is essential. This is for the most essential lessons because this knowledge, Yadazach, every single thing, comes from Akash Baruch comes from Hashem, is the Sayyid HaEmunah, it's the foundation of Amuna, and the foundation of Torah. I'm going to hold here for tonight's section, I'm going to go back to you on the Kippur War uh, tomorrow, but we are living in our own time, as I started tonight, of upheaval 
and challenges on many levels right now. And it's important that the only news that we should know, and, and, and I read the news, as you all know, I, I'm pretty updated on, on, on current events. But at the end of the day, the only news is that Hashem runs the world. Everyone else are just actors. And of course, we need to, be, to know what, what's going on in the world to make proper decisions, because those actors are doing the Ratz and Hashem. They're, they're playing out what Hashem wants, and that's a, you know, if things are, are, are dangerous, etc., we should be aware of them. Um, you know, what, the, the many decisions we make, we should be certainly, I think knowing the news is essential for everybody, but understanding the news is that it's, everything comes from Hashem. That's important for the news. It's important for the decisions we'll be making today and the days ahead in our own spirituality in a time of upheaval. And it's important because it's the essence of Torah, it's the essence of Amuna, and that is the Yisraeli Yisraelis to quote uh, the Ramban. So I unmuted everyone. I wish everyone a 